Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. All right, welcome to Star Wars Fun for everyone, especially me or especially we, because uh, we're doing something a bit different. I've got a guest in my kitchen. Um, uh, Gabriel, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having yeah. me back. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is the, you're the first repeat offender Ooh. on the show. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, this is, um, of course, you know, it's been Star Wars Day, May the 4th, and which uh, a lot of people like myself have turned into Star Wars Week. Um, my Star Wars uh, appetite knows no bounds. It's it's funny. Like uh, yesterday was a lot of Star Wars stuff, and then I thought I woke up this morning. I was like, "Am, am I going to run out of Star Wars steam here?" Uh, but no, I woke up, put on a Star Wars podcast, went to the gym, and was on the exercise thingy while reading a Star Wars book. So I don't think uh, that's going to happen just yet. Um, uh, first thing I want to do. I'm going to get your opinion. People out there, I'm sure you've got in, gotten into like nerd wars. <laughs> That's 90% of internet traffic, yeah. you know. Um, so, uh, t- okay, in a Facebook group, someone asked, which do you prefer, the original Sebastian Shore, Anakin Skywalker, uh, in the, um, that you see in the like original theatrical versions of, uh, Re- of Return of the Jedi, or do you prefer... Uh, the Hayden Christensen special edition version of uh, Anakin Skywalker. Now, um, because you are significantly younger than I am, yeah, you have grown up with the special editions being kind of everywhere. Yeah, they were my go-to Star Wars original movies. Exactly. So, do you have a, an opinion one way or the other about uh, having kind of that young Anakin Skywalker be there instead of uh, the 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 uh, the uh, Sebastian St- Sebastian <laughs> Sebastian Shaw version. Uh, yeah, um, the the uh, Christian Hay- God Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, the Hayden Christensen appearance uh, is uh, widely better, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because it ties the original trilogy in with the prequels mm. because because now we have we, we have this uh, appearance connection that which ties an even stronger bond uh, bet- between these two uh, stories and these two uh, these two worlds mm-hmm. kind of so um if the prequels um pre prequel times if mm-hmm. i w- was alive back then mm-hmm. um uh, uh, changing that, I think I would have been drastically against that. I think that would have been no. Uh, it's supposed to be uh, that guy, that actor's name. I don't know that actor, but yeah, Sebastian. So Sebastian's sure. <laughs> Sebastian Shore. You could never. You could, nev- you could never here. replace him. He is the way Anakin is supposed to be. He mm-hmm. has always been that. Mm-hmm. But for me, Anakin is Hayden Christensen. Right. So seeing someone else than Hayden, Hayden Christensen uh, would be uh, weird. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, this person um, was arguing, because like, you know, for me, um, growing up with the uh, theatrical versions, mm-hmm. um, I love the Sebastian Shaw and that's kind of, that's where my mental image of Anakin comes from. Yeah. So I lo- I prefer to see him at the end of Return of the Jedi as a Force ghost. Um, 
but uh, the the person that <laughs> was uncomfortable with my opinion, uh, shall we say, um, he said that uh, you know becoming a Force ghost is a Jedi thing, and that Anakin stopped being a Jedi at that point in Revenge of the Sith in Episode Three, and so that when uh, if he becomes a Force ghost, then it has to be like uh, him at that age. But I feel that kind of a, like the story of Return of the Jedi is that Luke redeems his father and brings Anakin back and that uh, that's the point and the age at which he dies. So uh, like if you prefer the Anakin version because he's like you spend time with him yeah. in those films, like that's totally fine, uh, of course. Um, but is when Anakin returns... Mm-hmm. When Darth Vader dies and Anakin returns, would you say that Anakin is a Jedi at that point or not? We, uh, as far as I know, mm. we have never seen a, a Sith uh, Force uh, ghost. Correct. Um, but his argument mm. is it isn't based on anything other than his emotional feelings towards yeah. the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean... Um, uh, th- we 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 uh, the, the reason we both feel uh, uh, the ways we feel about which Anakin should be there uh, are based in the same um, f- f- base feeling. Uh, he's your Anakin, yeah. and Hayden Christensen is my Anakin. Yes. So so uh, the argument that oh, but he stopped being a, a, a Jedi and became this utter horseshit. You could you could you could say that uh, then Luke should mm. uh, well technically when he quit being when he exiled himself he was old looking but you could mm. make that same that Luke should look younger maybe kind of does but he looks cleaned up a bit mm. uh, like he does at the end of the movie you know yeah, in the beginning of uh, the Last Jedi he looks yeah. old dirty and depressed and sad old man hip movements you know um but you could make that same argument there that maybe because he quit being a a jedi Mm. uh, and also obi-wan who put himself in exile uh, Mm. precisely after uh, the demise of uh, anakin skywalker on mustafar Mm. um shouldn't did did obi-wan also become a jedi again after his 30-year exile when he faced off against Vader. But that's interesting. Did did Obi-Wan Kenobi stop being a Jedi when he went into exile? Or was he just a Jedi Knight in exile? I think in episode four, he says, I was a Jedi Knight, same as your father. He sa- uses the past tense. And yeah. I, was. I don't think... Hmm. I, I, think, I think that... Of course, Obi-Wan will always be a Jedi Knight, but the, his order doesn't exist anymore. You can't be a n- knight in a, in a knight order oh, yeah. that's, that doesn't exist. That's an interesting point. Maybe. But I think you're, what you said about it's... And I actually st- said this to the guy. I said, like, like, I'm not a fan of the Hayden Christensen Anakin, and I love the Sebastian Saw Anakin. So I, I like that one better. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> like, w- You can argue about the logic of it or the, uh, you know... The particular, the nerd particulars of it, and you know, all day. But at the end of the day, it's it's very much based on, as you said, your feelings, your yeah. emotions, and your aesthetic preferences, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Nice. Uh, now we've had some great news or interesting news recently. 
uh, Star Wars, or yeah, Lucasfilm just announced that none other than, that none other than Taika Waititi will be uh, co-writing and directing a Star Wars film, at least one. That's as, as much as we know. And he's going to be co-writing it with a woman. I don't remember her name right now, but she she wrote... She was one of the writers on 1917. I don't know if you saw that film from oh, last year. I haven't year. seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. Very, really great film. Um, I heard a lot of good uh, things about it. Mm. But you must be uh, pretty familiar with Taika Waititi's uh, yeah. films, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Taika Waititi mm. is, is great. I mean, uh, <laughs> he made... He took probably the most boring superhero and made him the funniest guy mm-hmm. out even in um uh even in the um god what are, what are they called infinity war mm. and um and uh, endgame mm. they still kept a funny thor yeah because uh, I, I i even read that uh taika waititi's um vision for thor made hemsworth want to play the role again it Mm. it reignited his spark for the character Mm. and we had seen some cheeky moments with thor before yes but he had always been a very stern serious angry guy and even when he was having fun it was mostly jokes being made at him yeah, it's that. It was mostly that fish out of water thing yeah. about him being on Earth and mm. you know, like smashing cups and things. Um, yeah, I I see what you mean. Yeah. I see the and the difference that you're talking and about. And maybe now, when the movie isn't set on Earth, maybe then like speculation, obviously. Mm. But maybe Thor, you know, he has a better grasp on the world that he's, even if he's on that completely new planets like oh at least these people know about asgardians and they know who i am and i can i can proclaim i am the thunder lord or whatever (laughs) it was just it was just and 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 keeping him uh funny yeah um was a great was a great move on the russo brothers part Mm -hmm. because um the 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 groundwork uh, taika waititi laid down was uh was uh great yeah he's, he's a great director Yes, absolutely. And I think um, he, uh, I mean, he's known for his sense of humor, obviously. Um, That's the first thing you think about. Um, But I think that he handled the two other main ingredients that you need for these kind of films, which are the action Mm -hmm. and the drama. Uh, I think he handled them equally well in in Ragnarok. Um, And Jojo Rabbit uh, was also... um, I think it was he tr- treated the t- the characters with a very light touch. Yeah. Um, and um, I think that he must be aware that, like, he, he's not he's not dumb. He knows what a Star Wars movie yeah. is. Yeah. So he's not going to go in there and be like, "It's just going to be like two hours of laughs." Like, no. no. Like, he knows what the what the what the 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 flavor of Star Wars is, and mm-hmm. I think that his sense of humor definitely has a place in Star Wars. Um, and just to have him be like, I mean, like you said, he's a great director. He's, he's quality, so it's going to be great. But I mean, you, if you look at uh, Thor Ragnarok, mm. even if it's 
it has a lot of comedy in it. You could actually call it an action comedy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, but you could. You could make an mm-hmm. argument that it's, it's an action comedy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, um, the more uh, dramatic parts of the mm-hmm. movie as well as like when uh, Hulk uh, uh, goes, uh, when he has uh, uh, reverted uh, back <laughs> after he sees <laughs> that um, a video of uh, Natasha Romanov, uh-huh. uh, like tr- when he escapes from Earth in, I think, Ultron, maybe. He, 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 yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Ultron or Civil, not Civil, yeah. no, no, not Civil War. It's it's Ultron. I think it's Ultron. I'm pretty sure. Is, yeah. Um, and and him being all confused and and mm. scared and and <laughs> Hulk not wanting to come out again. It's it's great stuff. It's it's like he he has mm. a specific touch mm-hmm. when it comes to he knows. Like even even in like a a serious scene, mm. you could throw in a joke mm. without it ruining the seriousness of the scene. Gotcha. If we look at Thor Rock, the what's his name, the Grandmaster uh, Jeff Goldblum's <laughs> character, he, he he's so funny and he's so yeah. disconnected from reality, just mm-hmm. poking people to death with his death stick and yeah. stuff. But 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 you're not sitting there thinking that. Ha ha! He's a lame. Now you're actually like, oh, but this is kind of like a, a threatening present. Mm-hmm. Even if he's a goofball, yeah, he's still like, a, a, a kind of a force to be reckoned with. I yeah, guess. sure. Yeah, man, I, I, I'll never forget when I first saw that Ragnarok uh, trailer, and you just get that amazing moment where the Hulk busts through the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> the most like yes i know that i know him from work <laughs> yeah i know him from work yeah that's a, that's such a great line oh, that's such a great it's line genius i think it's so funny yeah it's uh, it's perfect and, and and another thing is that we we've, mm. we've um, already seen uh, some um, uh like um animosity between the Hulk and Thor uh, mm, before yeah, in, yeah. in uh, uh, one of the uh, moments of uh, the first Avengers movie which had me laughing out loud in the theater mm. when uh, Thor and Hulk is fighting side by side mm-hmm. and then um, Hulk runs out uh, of bad guys to punch so he just punches Thor off screen <laughs> he just he just stands there breathing really angry and just punches Thor and Thor flies away and then they just never bring it up again oh, never that's great yeah I mean yeah, it's bringing that back mm. that that like like a one-off gag mm-hmm. and then like yeah hulk thinks he's better than thor mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's just i i don't like throwing around the word genius a lot mm-hmm. but it's extremely clever yeah i can say i understand yeah the word genius gets overused i mm-hmm. suppose but yeah um i guess uh you know the next question or the next question to be like uh answered regarding taika waititi in star wars is what era he's going to be tackling or what character he's going to be tackling it's uh i mean it's so hard to guess at this point. yeah i think that um lucasfilm will be very reticent to do anything after episode nine for quite a while i think it's yeah. uh they you know the, the the characters they've established, Ray and Finn and uh, Poe and stuff. They probably would like to think they can come back at some point, even if it's not like uh, one of the episodic 
yeah. Skywalker films because apparently that's finished. Um, but so you would have to think it's it's going to be somewhere in the established timeline or sometime long before, I guess. I I mean. I, I think it's going to take place somewhere in the established timeline. Mm. I think that if you were going to do a Star Wars, any type of Star Wars mm. movie or TV show, mm. uh, th- that brings in elements that we don't know. And uh, and when I say we, I don't mean the, the Uber fans who have read all mm. the comics and know a lot about the, the Old Republic and play the games and stuff. But yeah. I mean the, 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 the movie audience who, who has seen all the nine films and maybe a spin-off movie as well. Mm-hmm. I think that having Taika Waititi helm um, a, a new story that uh, brings in new elements. Mm. I'm not saying it's not going to work, but I think you would have to have a director with maybe a, a bit more serious tone to do that. I don't think mm. a a movie which we can guess, assuming by mm. uh, YTT's earlier work, mm. uh, that that could be very comedic. I don't think that yeah. would fit an uh, origin, not an origin story, but like a, 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 a yeah. new, uh, introducing new elements, even if it's before the timeline we know. Yes, but, I, I, get, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. I'm so sad uh, uh, that uh, uh, Oscar Isaac has said that he doesn't want to reprise the role of Poe Dameron mm. because a a Poe Dameron solo movie with Taika Waititi behind it, yeah, dude. I mean, Oscar, Oscar, <laughs> Oscar Isaac is a like super charismatic, yeah. super great, but he is really funny. And uh, so I think he'd be great. Yeah, yeah, controversial opinion. He's a better Han Solo than Han Solo ever Ooh, was. I mean, he's controversial opinion. Yeah, but <laughs> like uh, I, I, yeah, of course, you know, I love uh, Harrison Ford. I love Han Harrison Solo. Ford. Don't get me wrong. But uh, Oscar Isaac's awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, what occurred to me just now is like, I could really see Taika Waititi doing. I mean, you know, it's a conversation in fandom. Like a lot of people want an- another solo film because the fan, a lot of the fans loved it, yeah. even though it was uh, not a success at the box office. Yeah. Um, so the, you know, the chances of Lucasfilm going for a solo two are pretty low. But I could see Taika Waititi taking uh, Han and Chewie and turning that into something really fun. Yeah, that that was my. I, w- I was going to bring that up as well. Mm. But then I remembered Poe Dameron existed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Poe Dameron is just such a wonderful character. Mm. He's he's really... And, and Oscar Isaac being a great actor as well. Really, yes. He really brings the character to life. And it just feels like if, if Taika Waititi brought him a script, mm. I, I think he would reconsider and, and maybe yes. play the role again. I think uh, definitely when you get someone with like uh, the talent and the um, the Hollywood muscle of of uh, Taika Waititi, and also the kind of um, you know, I uh, when people, you know, uh, I think I mean he has said what he said as you as you said that he said what he said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, John Boyega has also like people said like, would you do a Disney Plus TV series? And he was like. No, I don't want to do. I don't don't want to do TV. Um, yeah. Why? 
I know. Like TV has is, he has he missed the last ten years? Yeah, <laughs> TV has yeah, uh, has, has surpassed movies by quite a lot. Um, but I mean, maybe maybe it's uh, it's uh, um, like a time devotion thing. Like the, if they do that's a, a good point. If they do a successful first season and they order four more, yeah. then he like has to maybe have an exclusive contract with yeah. Disney or something, and maybe he will miss out on other opportunities. And uh, uh, I could I could definitely see that being a a big reason, um, because I don't know if he's done TV before Jan Boyega. Do you know? Mm, nothing like uh, no i i think the answer is no No. like and even if he's done tv yeah it hasn't been a a many seasoned series where where he has a leading role exactly but i mean that's an excellent point that the the uh, amount of time that you have to dedicate to it or sign up for is uh pretty restrictive in a way Mm -hmm. now i think like any actor that's going into star wars at this point has to be very aware of the Mark Hamill effect and yeah. even the Carrie Fisher effect. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford managed to sidestep that. Um, he did. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher's uh, careers never recovered in in lots of ways. Like uh, now, they both did things after that. They they didn't stop working. No. Um, but it had to have a, a impacted. Their cast ability in other films and yeah. and whatever. I, I mean, um, uh, Mark Hamill, uh, he did a, a great job mm. on uh, the Joker voice. He has been uh, the voice actor for many Joker mm. uh, or Batman projects, playing mm. the Joker, and his his Joker is uh, it's really good. Uh, so. I, uh, he, and he he has had a lot of fun with the role, mm-hmm. and he also recently he was a big character in the show Night Nightfall, I think. Like yeah, a, yeah. I remember seeing the trailer. I never yeah, saw the show. No, I never saw it either. I mm. I really should, um, because Mark Hamill, uh, and he was really funny in, in Chucky. <laughs> I the new see the, that. no, it's a, it's a really bad movie. Okay. Don't get me wrong; it's a, it's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's a terrible, but 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 like he mm. he he he. He he took that role and made something out of it, something fun. Um, and when you say uh, the Carrie Fisher effect, I I can't think of her name being attached to anything but Star Wars. Yeah, she was in When Harry Met Sally, which is a big movie. Um, but other than that, she was mostly doing work as a script doctor and script writer. So she was still in the biz. But uh, yeah, I. Um, but but she she also had a uh, alcohol problem and drug problem and drug problem yeah so that that might maybe oh, yeah. of yeah. course people not hear about that uh, uh, yeah and that affects your yeah, we're higher gonna, ability we're, we're as gonna, well we're gonna lower our voices because we can't don't talk don't say bad things about our princess we have to protect our princess with our lives yes <laughs> but uh, just have you seen um. So, you know, there was a film, What We Do in the Shadows. That's a Taika Waititi film. Yeah. And there's a TV series now that is, uh, he's not directing the episodes or whatever, but he's one of the executive producers, I guess, or one of I the producers. I have no idea what TV series that is. Uh, it's a, like, um, a satire of vampire stuff. Um, so, yeah, the original film had him and Jermaine Clement from uh, from Flight of the Concords and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
that they spun it off. Oh yeah, but I know. I connected it in my brain. Yeah, I know. You know the I one I'm talking haven't, about. I haven't seen it, but the TV show. But it looks. It's spun off into a TV series. Yeah. And uh, uh, I believe that the most recent episode features Mark not Hamill. Mark Hamill. I as, saw him as a vampire on uh, Instagram. Correct. Uh, yeah. He was gonna. So um, I'm uh, only I've, I've only seen two episodes of the most recent season, so I've got a couple of episodes to catch up mm-hmm. on. But yeah, Definitely as, as a big Mark Hamill fan, I'm I'm very excited. Like I think anytime you put Mark Hamill in a situation where he can be silly, he l- is enjoying himself. I, I think that's why he enjoyed playing the role of uh, the Joker so much. Yeah, because he could he could he could uh, be so. I saw an interview with him saying that uh, in many ways. Uh, voice acting is uh, is uh, for him um, more enjoyable mm. than um, than like uh, being an actor on uh, in front of the camera gotcha. b- because uh, with voice acting uh, he doesn't need to um, he he doesn't need to be have the physical build or mm-hmm. look look right for the part mm-hmm. but he can still bring bring a character to life mm. um, and and make them feel real in a sense mm. that makes a lot of sense yeah now uh the last time you were on the show we mentioned rogue one and uh you mentioned that you uh tried to watch it at one point and got 20 minutes in and went like nah, nah. i'm i'm not into this so, <laughs> yeah sadly enough so uh we thought we, we decided on that show like all right you gotta you gotta come over and we're gonna watch rogue one and see uh after watching the whole film if um your opinion is still that you don't feel super into it or if uh, after watching the whole film you feel a bit different and uh, like it more than you expected, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a fun experiment. Yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to hit the pause button. We're going to go watch Rogue One and then we will be back with red hot raw reactions. We're back. <laughs> um, Gabriel after the movie said I have a lot to say <laughs> I do I do have a lot of things to, to say yes awesome alright so do you want to just just go for it man Where, give us your um, give us your reaction so so it's it's um, it's so hard to to put into to words I think what makes a Star Wars movie a Star Wars movie you could you could start uh, saying themes mm-hmm. like locations I feel like every every Star Wars movie needs to have at least one desert planet yes you did ma- you did uh, notice that during the movie yeah mm. and they did have one mm. um but then you could also boil Star Wars down to what I think the essential part is mm. uh, the adventure. Mm. And this movie was quite the adventure. Yeah. Many uh, planet uh, hopping mm. things going from place to place trying to find specific people yep. and um, stuff like that mm. avoiding threats. Yep. So um a lot of hyperspace travel which uh, you know got to escape them them empire dudes. Yes. Um I th- I th- I think the 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 thing that uh, I was thinking throughout the whole movie is mm. that the, the if you if you boil down the story to its um, to its main uh, plot beats yeah you you 
could basically make it a World War Two movie about finding uranium for like yeah. and at some bomb and this ragtag ta- ta- rag ra- what did you say ragtag ragtag team. Yes. Uh, trying to, to 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 stop the Nazis, it was like, yeah. Uh, and I felt like you could also do that with the fantasy setting as well, sure. like more tradition traditional yep. fantasy. Um, so I feel like the 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 main story is very accessible. Mm. Um, it isn't way too like uh, bogged down in the lore. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing I, I thought a lot about with um, with uh, um, Return of Skywalker yep. was that um, from out of nowhere, they kind of introduced um, the Sith alchemy a little bit, yeah. which has never, ever been referenced. Oh, well, well a little in the prequels. A little bit yeah, in the prequels. Yeah, but I just, like, I feel like... That concept is super cool, and those cultists look cool. Yeah. And I said this on the last episode, actually. I I would have loved to have had that, like running through that whole sequel trilogy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have loved to have heard more about that. But yeah, yeah. But but then again, the sequel trilogy mm. <laughs> really wasn't planned out. It's yeah. I, I I some parts, of course, were, but other parts were. I, I feel I feel like. Introdu- introducing the, the the Sith alchemy elements, mm. which has been uh, uh, greatly expanded upon in in legends and also uh, uh, books and comics that are still uh, uh, canon, mm-hmm. uh, putting that in the last m- uh, major Star Wars mm. movie in in the Skywalker, however you say, trilogy times three, yep. <laughs> nineology saga the saga yeah mm-hmm. introducing that in the last part of the saga felt a bit weird mm. uh, with this movie you don't have any of that you you have uh, references to kyber crystals mm. but then uh, uh, they have mentioned kyber crystals before in yep. uh, in the movies and uh, they also mention um do you know what the kyber crystals are that's what yeah. the Jedi used to power their lightsabers mm-hmm. um so so um yeah, and it had a, it had a, 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 some uh, funny uh, Easter egg scenes as well. Um, I I thought the the main cast were mm. quite enjoyable. All the all the Rogue One uh, uh, squadron crew, whatever. Yep. Um, last act saved the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're not the first person to say that for sure. Like, uh, there's a lot of people who feel like. Yeah, it's a bit of a slog, but then once you get into that last third of the film, it's like it really takes off. Uh, as um, soon as the pilot, um, when they're leaving, uh, uh, <laughs> Jamie Four, when he says, "We're uh, Rogue uh, One," that's when the movie. What's your call sign, <laughs> pilot? So I, that that voiceover. Yeah. I was always like, that, uh, whoever's doing that that voiceover of the like the control tower guy or whatever, he's overacting pretty hard. And then in the um, in the making of documentary, it turns out that that was like the intern of the week. Yeah, it was like <laughs> one of the writers or, uh, or something. Yeah, and I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it doesn't sound like a proper actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so overall, yeah, in, enjoyable. Mm. At least better than all three of the prequel movies. Yeah, for me, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I uh, mean, 
let me ask you about some some specific. You said you enjoyed the the characters. Yeah, yeah, great. Any uh, like particular favorites or? Um... I I don't remember his name, but the blind uh, Jedi monk. Chirrut. Chirrut. Chirrut Imwe. Chirrut Imwe. Yes. Um, I the thing I liked about him was that, um, n- not particularly with him as a character, but from a from a story perspective, mm-hmm. is that of course there are four sensitive people yep. that aren't Jedi. That is a good thing, and I think it's something that the Star Wars galaxy going forward really has to embrace and expand yeah. upon. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I think one of the things I like about The Last Jedi is Luke basically saying, like, the Jedi are not the Force. Yeah. The Force is a huge thing and we're only one group of people who have studied it or whatever yeah. so uh yeah i think it's it's nice to see someone like Chir- i've seen like people like debating do you think he's force sensitive i'm like yes <laughs> <laughs> very much so yes <laughs> did you see him shoot an x-wing out of the sky without being but able I, to see i think i think he is i think people are are too uh too fond of the idea that uh, mm. if you're force sensitive, you're a Sith you or a Jedi. Have to be, yeah. You have to be, you're yeah. Right. Uh, if if um, we do uh, uh, Star Wars, um, we if they if Disney does Star Wars mm. um, uh, movies or TV shows set uh, after the the Skywalker saga mm-hmm. with force sensitive uh, mm. uh, people, yep. I think uh, they should tone down lightsabers immensely. So um, Amanda and I in the last episode talked about how in the original trilogy, every time a lightsaber comes out, mm-hmm. it's a moment. Yeah, It's a big moment. And in the prequels, they're just like, fing, 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 like every five seconds, someone's mm-hmm. pulling out a lightsaber. And they lost that uh, impact a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think that your idea of like toning that down a bit... Um, I'm with you. That's the thing I uh, liked so much about um, uh, the Mandalorian. Uh, the only yeah. lightsaber thing we see mm-hmm. is the dark saber, which yeah, cool. which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Mentioned in Rogue One as well as a throwaway line. Still, yeah. What did they call it? It was not the dark saber though. It was. Yeah, I uh, think they said dark saber. Didn't they say black? Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they said dark saber. Yeah. Uh, in the f- in the f- right. in the file yeah. room when yeah. they were looking, yeah. I thought it was like a similar word to yeah. Anyway, I don't uh, know. yeah, whatever. Yeah. They mentioned it anyway. That's cool. Mm. Um, and uh, even though uh, that's a that's an extremely important and and powerful artifact. Yeah, it's it's pretty old and dated. Yeah, but but it's very it's it's a very cool item mm-hmm. weapon. Yeah, but but if you if you do um, uh, post Skywalker uh, mm. content, yeah. Um, like like tone that shit down like yeah. like hard yeah and and i don't mean that we should get rid of um like cool uh, melee m- melee, melee melee combat uh, scenes mm. and fights mm. um and I, and i do think like lightsabers still have a place in star wars because they mm. are so iconic mm. but tone them down Gotcha. And if you do, and if you do um, uh, shows uh, or movies or video games or whatever that takes place 
in in the heyday uh, of uh, Jedi's and Sith, then you mm. should use them more. I don't. Yeah. I, I agree with you that um, the lightsabers in the prequels kind of lost their oomph mm. because they were used uh, so much. Mm. But a Jedi only has his lightsaber. This is true. Uh, and Jedi doesn't carry a blaster. Well, yeah. Luke did, but Luke wasn't really a Jedi. I guess I, I, if if we if they were to like follow a, a bit of the approach that you're suggesting, yeah, um, I feel a little bit like I would love to see if we're gonna see like a you know something uh, set. Yeah, you know they're gonna in the publishing world in books and comics they're gonna do this High Republic era, which is set yeah. two hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel like the way what you see of wizards in the Lord of the Rings, for example, mm. they're not firing spells at people all the time. A lot of their time is spent basically like um, advising other people or shaping the events around them. And occasionally they end up actually having to fight or whatever. And so, in a way, I would like to see Jedi doing that. And then when they have to actually end up fighting, that's when yeah. the lightsaber comes out. Counter-argument. Yeah. The Jedi were militarized in the prequels. They became generals. That's part of the story. You're right. Yeah. Yes. They became generals. Yeah. And they were a, a major part of the clone army. Yeah. Um, so it would make a lot of sense for them to mm. use their signature weapon. Yes. I think something that has been... There was like... this. It's, Probably not super obscure, but there's mm. an, an obscure older Star Wars fighting game where they use this hand. of Terrace Castle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool to have like a martial art uh, force user, yeah. maybe? Okay, uh, just this is, I'm sure this is just me. Yeah. I'm ac- I actually was having thoughts about this the other day. I'm not a big fan of martial arts or melee stuff in Star Wars outside of lightsaber fights. And I think it's purely based on... Because I love kung fu movies and stuff. Yeah. Hugely, you know. But I think that when you look at the original trilogy, like there's no... You don't see like kung fu fights or fist fights almost. At, are there... I think Han Solo throws a punch one time. He like... Th- I think oh he like he uh, he throws a biker scout over his shoulder or something <laughs> yeah. on Endor I think so it, it, there's a bit of that but it's basically shooting and lightsaber battles and now that's not to say that it should always be that way I know that I'm just being weird and like old fashioned and picky <laughs> about it and I mean when you see Chirrut Imwe in this movie uh, I mean Donnie Yen he's one yeah. One of the greatest actors ever, and he's an amazing martial artist. And to see him doing that stuff, fighting stormtroopers, it's super cool. It bends, it, it bends the uh, my kind of ability to, um, what do you call it? The, yeah, I. It's a little bit hard for me to see like him in a ring of people with guns and <laughs> fighting them with a stick and winning, a little bit. Uh, but I, overall, you know, I'm. I'm I'm always like willing to surrender myself to the kind of the fantasy of what you're doing and the um, suspension of disbelief yeah. is what I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh he's a killer character. His figure is over there on, on, 
<laughs> in my spice rack. <laughs> so uh, I'm a fan. It's yeah. a spicy spice rack. Spicy spa- spice rack. Yeah. Uh, his um, partner in crime in the movie, Bla- uh, Baze uh, Malbus. I like him too. But this is another thing that I think is a, a personal issue. So I was an English teacher for 11 years and I still do a bit of it. Um, so Donnie Yen's English is not his first language and Diego Luna, English is not his first language. But they're obviously comfortable in the language. And I feel like the, the actor who played Baze Malbus is not comfortable. He's Chinese. Yeah. He's not comfortable in English, actually, because I've seen him interviewed in English. And I f- it feels a little bit like he's learned the lines phonetically and doesn't... It felt... It was like watching one of my students. And so that's not going to be a, a connection that happens for most people. And I'm sure they can just enjoy his character. But for me, it kind of goes that way. So I like him. He looks cool. He's got some good lines. But that one little thing makes me kind of... is a thing that makes me go, hmm, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't uh, think about that yeah but another mm. thing with him that i thought about um mm. that i wanted to ask you that's also yep. a weapons related question in yes. star wars yes um a lot of um lucas early ideas for the original trilogy were you know a bit uh, western-ish yes. like in western spaghetti movies and stuff mm. um so we see a lot of uh, uh, guns yep uh, and rifles yes which are uh, uh, semi-automatic we rarely mm. see uh, fully automatic rifles. That's and and when we watch the the the, the fight on mm-hmm. uh, Scarif the, yep. uh, the in the in the end there, uh, I actually saw a guy running up who blasted, and then I was like, oh, they have them. And then I also remembered in um, in the in the uh, ending scenes. Um, when uh, Palpatine is- uh, ordered uh, issued Order sixty six, mm-hmm. there are uh, clone troopers walking forward with like, you know, sorry, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, 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 so they yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. exist, yes. but they are um, uh, rarely used. So this is uh, definitely something that I have thought about. Um, I think that I first, I'm not sure that it was the first time they existed, but the first time I saw automatic weapons in Star Wars was in the Gendi Tartakovsky animation. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, once you put them in, you you have to ask the question, why aren't they everywhere? Yeah. Um, They're obviously going to be way more effective than these kind of semi-automatic weapons. So... um, yeah, it's one of those, those things that you should, if it's going to bother you, just try to ignore ignore it, I suppose. Uh, my reasoning mm. behind this, which is uh, only canon f- yep. in my own head, yes. is that... Um, some Gabriel head canon Some people. Gabriel, yeah. Uh, is that um, maybe they're uh, less accurate. And and yep. when you have... Or could a, overheat quickly. Oh, uh, yeah. And... Um, when you have uh, uh, a blaster that usually, uh, if you hi- have a good shot, they're mm. down. Maybe cover-based shooting is the mm. way to go rather than uh, uh, spraying and praying. I love spraying and praying. <laughs> All right. Uh, so during the mo- while we're watching the movie, uh, we both noticed that we both really enjoyed that uh, the space battle in the end. <sighs> And it ha- like I think that the space battle in Return of the Jedi 
has always been considered the best space battle in Star Wars. But this one, a lot of people are like, this one might be even better. I think it takes the cake, seriously. I think it's, holy mm. goddamn. I mean, I could watch two hours of just that. Me too. Like, I just, I would love to see, like, uh, you know, there was a series of books called Rogue Squadron or something. Yeah. Put that on TV, man. <laughs> I would watch hours of that. I, I, I was so um, happily surprised when the when the, when they were closing the mm. uh, the, the the shield around uh, yep. Scarif, yep. and the X-wing <sighs> crashes down, and instead of yeah. just exploding, it breaks down and bounces a little, yeah, 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 yeah. and I, I was like. Such such a simple with not just having an explosion with actually having, yeah, yeah, that was that was re- really cool. Especially like you know in Return of the Jedi when um you know Lando's leading him towards the second Death Star, yeah. and he's like pull up, there's the shield's still up, and you kind of, I don't know if you ever wondered, but I was, what would have happened if they had kept flying yeah. straight at it? Now you know, <laughs> it would have looked something like that, and. You you also saw a lot of um, like uh, uh, ingenuity in how the rebels fought. Mm. It actually felt like they used uh, uh, guerrilla tactics yeah, right, right, right. Uh, in the in the space battle mm. as well as on the on the ground uh, battle on the That's beach. An excellent point. Yeah, they actually they actually have to rely on on cheaper uh, uh, tricks. Yes, um, and that one that scene when the when the rebel ship pushes the 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 um, star destroyer into the other star destroyer and mm-hmm. it's just like like a knife through hot butter like yes. <laughs> it was so so cool that's super cool isn't it like yeah. it's actually um it's interesting that um that uh, oh, there's a proper name for it um hammerhead corvette yeah that I believe was f- first that first came out in like an episode of Rebels or something, so it's a it's a ship type that already existed, mm-hmm. but they really put it to perfect use there. I love that. Yeah, I would just so uh, have you. I don't I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this. Um, someone did a you know people a lot people love re-editing and um, doing their own edits of Star Wars stuff and whatever, and someone did a an edit of. Um, all the X-wing footage from across all the films mm? to the soundtrack of Danger Zone from Top Gun. Yeah, have you seen that yeah, one? Yeah, I saw that one. Woo! Amazing. So it's yeah. it's nice that they got to use all that uh, great Rogue One, Rogue One material. Yeah, it's mm. so in the, the 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 like like dog fights in in general mm. uh, in movies uh, are pretty cool. Yeah. But when you're in uh, no <laughs> no gravity and you yeah. can do all crazy shit and fly yes. yeah, upside yeah, yeah. down and do the spinny, oh god, mm. it's 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 really something uh, maybe not the uh, Unique to mm. Star Wars, but Star Wars definitely made it a, made that a thing yeah, yeah. with the, with the space dog fighting yes. because that's that's so so much fun just to yeah. watch it. Even even when uh, uh, the good guys get shot down, it's still just this yeah. spectacle. It's really and I don't know what it is like. Anytime I see a Tie Fighter pilot in the cockpit, I just think the helmet looks killer. Yeah, and just, whoa. Uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> this happens sometimes. I forget to mute some of my special effects while I'm recording. And then I get like shit exploding in my headphones. <laughs> I was living a, an X-Wing getting blown up right then. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah. So space battle killer. Yeah. I love that whole that whole sequence. Um, let me ask you then about uh, Governor Tarkin, also known as Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, I have issues, and from sounds you made during the film, you were not a hundred percent sold on that either. I have uh, a very um, judgmental eye for special effects. Okay, explain to the listeners why that is. Yeah, so my uh, uh, my father actually works with the special effects, and uh, whenever we watch a uh, a uh, movie together that has a lot of uh, CGI in it. He always points out, "Oh, that looks bad. Oh, the color correction is all wrong. Oh, that matte painting looks so so weird." So uh, he's uh, he's basically um, destroyed my s- my sense of Dad, enjoying. Dad, I'm trying to just enjoy myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but um, there there were there were. Um, some scenes mm. where I uh, called out like, "Ooh, that that looks some uh, some uh, close up on, on some uh, ships in the dogfight." Yep. Uh, yep. uh, you just looked uh, the the color the, co- the color correction was all wrong. I usually try to explain it like it it doesn't look like they belong in the same world. Uh, it looks like okay. someone put it there, uh-huh. and and um, that's a thing I've never felt, especially with uh, with um, uh, the Force Awakens. Uh-huh. The, uh, in, in the the first um, when Ray and um, and uh, Finn mm. uh, take the the Falcon yep. and g- get chased um, through um, no, what's the planet called the desert planet Jakku Jakku mm. uh, by the Tie Fighters that's awesome that that is looks like real life it's just so seamless even even if I can mm. see that it's clearly it's clearly animated yeah uh, it, it, it's I I accept it. Yeah. I know that it's not real, but it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And many of the dogfighting scenes uh, in Rogue One were, were spectacular. Yep. Never bothered me one bit. But mm-hmm. there were, were these few mo- moments where I'm like, ooh, that's bad. Or, or okay. some alien, that, that uh, mind-reading alien with the tentacles. Or gullet. Yeah, when, when it first wraps itself uh, around him. Yep. Um, like, ooh, th- ooh, those tentacles look... Because that's like one of the biggest challenges in special effects, right? When yeah. you have... Like physical objects, especially people like actually coming into contact and interacting with special, like CG special effects. Yeah. I, I hear that that's one of the hardest things to sell. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, straight from my first viewing of the film, I was like, yeah, okay. Borgullet approaching him, I'm like, I'm sold on the effect. But as soon as those tentacles start wrapping around his, his face and stuff. Yeah. I was a bit like, yeah, they, that's where you see the the effect. And the and the admiral um, Akbar guys uh, <laughs> forgot their name and don't know yeah. the species name. Mm. Um, uh, from a distant distance, they looked great. I even thought the first time I saw mm. one uh, when they were having the uh, the discussion where where. Mm. Um, or deciding uh, whether or not yeah. to uh, attack. I actually thought it was a practical uh, effect. Yeah. Uh, again, a suit. But I think but some of them in the background probably are practical effects yeah, since prob- they don't yeah. have to like act as much yeah, as, probably. The, as uh, Admiral Radis, the main guy. Yeah, Radis. Yeah. But, but as soon as uh, it was a close-up of him, um, I immediately felt like, ooh, this looks... This looks uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't bad, hmm. but it was noticeably a animated character. Okay. But nothing I have said hmm. compares <laughs> to Governor Tarkin. Hmm. 
It's a really, 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 really good video game yeah, cutscene. Right. Um, he he looks so I don't want to say plasticky, but shiny. Yeah. You can just you just see he, and like the they they tried really hard with the wrinkles and the mm. and the loose strands of hair. Like I noticed yeah. those loose strands of hair. Yeah. And and it looked great. It would have been great if that game came out on PS4. <laughs> if that was from the uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, yeah, that, would, I, like, I, that would have been great. Oh, yeah. B- but... Yeah. And there was so much of him also. Yeah. If they would have used um, like uh, faster cuts, jump cuts, maybe mm-hmm. have, had him from behind. Yeah, yeah. They could have really... Or maybe, maybe have um, when he's talking to... White Cloak, also forgot his name. Krennic. Krennic. Mm. If they would have maybe um, had had it like uh, slightly from behind, so you saw their reflections mm-hmm. in the in the in the um, uh, glass talking. Yep. Uh, that that could have sold me, but they lingered on him yeah. for way too long. And I get that they were really proud of <laughs> the work because it looks great. It it really yeah. does, considering that yeah. the movie is now uh, how many three. Came out in 2016, so four years old. Yeah, four years old. Mm. I mean, it, it was mm. groundbreaking at the time. Yes, I remember people said that it looks really good. It's very impressive. It's very impressive. Yeah, but uh, not as impressive as Leia. No, I, I like Leia better. Leia, Leia looks too. way better. And they didn't. They lingered on her for maybe a second too long. So, Gabe, I want to show you something. Yeah. Uh, have you watched many deep fake yeah. videos? Yeah. Have you ever seen any of George Lucas? Uh, yes, I. Let me just like the one where he's he's talking about like, oh, so so the franchise of Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I want you to cut him up, Obi Wan. <laughs> cut him up real good. I, that's, uh, that's from a Star Wars short. I have to show you later, uh, animated one. <laughs> so ridiculous. Guys, well, uh, we oh, here he is. I mean, this is okay. It's on my phone, and it's like you're not watching it in like super high definition on a big screen or whatever. No. This is maybe not the best example, but to me, the way, especially around the mouth, the way the mouth moves, it's like more. Yeah, and I mean, it's more convincing I mean, actually. Yeah, than and, and that's that. That's not even using the the best of the best deepfake technology technology there is. Yeah, this maybe cost them like five hundred bucks or something. Yeah, like, I don't know, but I, uh, like, I mean, I mean, if we if if we if we take if we go back way way back to two thousand eleven, I think, mm-hmm. and we take a look at um, uh, Captain America, the first one, uh, where. Uh, he before his um, uh, injection of the super serum, yeah. he, he, uh, uh, he they used uh, this uh, slimming down technique to make him look all tiny. Yep. He he was still they didn't use they didn't digitize his face on another actor. That was him all the time, buff, big. They just I th- I think the, the really is that because I've yeah, never yeah. watched any behind the scenes stuff for those movies. I, I'm I'm not sure, but I think it's. It's like a they they just basically shot him as he was and then yeah. digitally, like, reduced him basically. Yeah, I think it's a a um, a um, New Zealand based VFX uh, studio called Vita Veta V E T A. I think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, Weta. it's Weta. Weta. Weta did all the Lord of the Rings and stuff. Yeah, Weta Digital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it's them who oh, did that's that. Cool. And and I mean. 
I, I know uh, when Disney acquired Lucasfilm, they also acquired uh, mm. Industrial Lights and Magic. And of course, they want to use Industrial Lights and Magic. Yes. Uh, uh, because they're the Star Wars team. Uh, mm. And of course, they've used outside help. But I really think that... Um, they they could have made a, a deep fake Tarkin with the help of a, a studio that has done prior work yeah. in in that area before. So when it comes to like, I've actually listened to an interview with uh, one of the guys who was like one of the head people in charge of uh, you know a lot of this, the effects in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but that was their kind of their big one that, that you know was the toughest thing for them to achieve and. He talks all about it and how hard it was and how, like, uh, yeah, there were a lot of challenges. And so I really appreciate the amount of work that went in and how close they came to making it, you know, believable and making it blend in with the rest of the film. But I have to say, like, there's especially one deep fake where it's George Lucas and Harrison Ford together. Yeah, I've seen that one. And I feel like... Like Tarkin, especially if he doesn't talk, I'm like, I'm pretty sold on that. But as soon as he talks, there's something about the way that the like flesh doesn't look like that when it moves. Yeah. And I think about something about the teeth and the tongue and everything and how it all reacts to each other. And to me, like, maybe if they just took like an expensive, like turbocharged version of deep fake technology yeah. and did it that way they would have had a way better um, result. Now, of course, all this stuff as they're like kicking down doors technology-wise, it's a process. You're not going to get the best version of something the first time you do it. But um, I kind of would like them to experiment on other films and then (laughs) come back to Star Wars and (laughs) nail it perfectly, you know. So, uh, yeah, it... It really like I'm. I feel like I'm watching the movie, having a good time, and then that turns up, and I'm just like, "It's an it's an eyesore." Yeah, it makes yeah. Me, like I laugh out loud almost. Like, oh, come on, you know. And it, like it's and as you said, like the first shot you see of him is reflected in the 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 windscreen or whatever, yeah. you know. That. And um, I I always go, "Ooh, that looks fine," you know. Great. And then he turns around. And then he turns around, and it's uh, kind of over for me there. But, yep, okay. All right, another returning character, Darth Vader. We had, uh, like, uh, a couple of major scenes. Yeah. Castle on Mustafar. Oh, my God. Cool to see that. Yeah. That, I mean, that, the stuff with him in the back of the tank. Yeah. He's, like, uh, his, you know, assistant and the royal guards. And you you said while we were watching, as that scene was playing, wow, that's he's such a broken man. Yeah. And I, I love that it, it shows that if you... Um, like in interviews with people um, involved with the, f- the with it, they said that they actually wanted to inject a horror element Ooh. to the film and a horror element to the character of Vader. And I think it does a good job of that because it is like pretty confronting when you see yeah. this guy, no arms and no legs, you know, yeah, just suspended in this milky liquid. It's, uh, but I love I love that part of it. I I I also love that part and. Mm. I, I just thought of this now, and this is nothing we're going to discuss mm. in length, but just mm. a, a continuity continuity error. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, in the in that scene mm. in um, in uh, A New Hope, mm. where that uh, admiral or whatever is mm. basically says to Vader, 
oh you 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 sorcerer with your yeah, yeah, yeah. with your magic yeah. who do you think you are and vader just force chokes him yeah why would you fuck with vader <laughs> i mean yeah he's called lord vader for a reason he's yeah. a, he is god he's a po- mm-hmm. not not only is he a a a powerful opponent but he is menacing it's really it's funny cuz like vader of course um the character is that ultimate villain he's so imposing so dark so evil and then I think a lot of us who grew up with the films and then if you've had a break for a while, you haven't watched them, and then you go back and watch A New Hope and you have A, Tarkin kind of outranking him in a way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like uh, Princess Leia says, I, I, I thought I might find you here holding Vader's leash. And not only that, but you have, yeah, like this guy, Admiral Motti, I think, he's, I, I don't know. But... uh just like talking shit to Vader to his face. Yeah. And you're like, hang on a minute. I thought Vader was supposed to be like the scariest guy in the, in the galaxy. And like these guys are like making fun of him. Now, now Vader doesn't put up with it for very long. But um, it is still like kind uh, of, it is kind of weird. But yeah, this kind of thing of like the Jedi have been gone for a couple of decades and people are... St- not necessarily even believing that this force thing is even real anymore. Um, it's kind of it's cool. It's interesting. You know, yeah. speaking about the force, mm. it was uh, uh, it was so interesting uh, in Rogue One to see. Um, uh, oh, he's he's a monk at the temple, mm. uh, like a, like um, um, b- because because uh, um, the the Jedi are a very selective yep. um, monk order who who i mean of course they have their own creed and their own religion in a way but then you have this this other group who who is he he mentioned he in a throwaway line about there, there's no jedi here anymore yeah. so they might have been affiliated with the jedi but yes. but they weren't jedi right. they were just practitioners of mm. the belief in the force and i think i think that's a really cool thing because yeah. um religion i mean Religion hasn't really been a big part of Star Wars. That's very good, I think. Mm. But faith has mm. has been a, a very uh, huge part. Sure. Uh, I, I, I uh, Father, I believe you have good in you. I believe in in mm. the Force. Okay. Um, and um, and uh, the 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 rebels uh, kind of have this uh, motto of mm. uh, like uh, may the Force be with you and stuff like that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Mm. So it's it's they kind of like. Um, How should I phrase this? They they kind of put an emphasis on that uh, the Jedi weren't the only people who had mm. an affiliation with the Force. The Force uh, was uh, uh, known in other right. regions with uh, uh, not not specifically uh, Sith or mm-hmm. Jedi related um, organizations. Yeah, I think. Um Something that the Force, the Force Awakens does nicely is it introduces this kind of uh, Church of the Force or whatever they are in the beginning. Yeah. Um, this village that mm-hmm. is, you know, they are believers in a way. They're not Jedi. Um, they can't necessarily, quote unquote, use the Force, but um, you can. Uh, they obviously kind of believe in it and kind of live by it. 
And then uh, you also have Maz Kanata, who is yeah. not a Jedi, but she she knows a thing or two. So I I forgot Maz is force sensitive. Yes, implied. It's implied. It's implied. Um, I think there's a. Sometimes it's hard to separate in your head what there are some lines in trailers or cutscenes that are not actually in the film. But I think I'm pretty sure it is in one of the films where she says, says like, uh, "I'm not a Jedi, but I know the Force." Yeah. And there was apparently a scene in the Force Awakens where she does use the force to fight uh, troopers when they attack her place. Uh, but that scene got taken out. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, but I think that's nice to keep, keep Maz Kanata as a kind of like this the kind of wise woman in yeah. a way who's, you know, got a connection with the force, um, but she's not levitating stuff or whatever, you know, necessarily. Yeah, or using yeah. it to I, fight people. I mean, I... The, the the force works in mysterious ways. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the Jedi are specifically trained to use a specific type of the force, mm. and someone who who isn't trained in using it might develop um, other uh, applications mm. for it, like 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 force intuition, maybe. Yes. Exactly. So, so uh, using it while maybe not being aware that yeah. you are even using it. And I think that it's in a way that's kind of a nice thing to put into the story because normal people like ourselves can, uh, in a way, like all of us have that kind of intuition, and it's kind of nice to kind of pay attention to it and maybe. If you're a Star Wars fan, then you're encouraged to do that even more. All right. So um, the Vader hallway scene you had already seen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how was it in the context of the film? I mean, v Vader and the Empire has um, just had a huge blow. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That's their first big loss yeah, against the is. Rebels. It mm. is. It's... Um, uh, and um, Vader being Vader, mm. we know that guy has a bit of a temper. <laughs> He's so not, I hear. He, uh, he, uh, he, he has some anger issues, you yep. know, has a very bad relationship with his son and daughter. <laughs> no, but um, seeing Vader going berserk, yeah. just slicing people in half you, sp you know that one scene where he where he force pulls a guy into the roof yeah. and then slashes him <laughs> above yeah like he he is um mm. he's not in a good mood no and uh, we've um I, I think that in all other fights we've ever seen with vader mm. um Except for when he was Anakin, when he was Lord Vader in the original trilogy, mm. he was pretty calm and collected. Yes, he he. Is, that's very true. He felt like I have the situation mm. uh, under control. Yeah. Um, it was so nice to see him finally release, because mm. we always uh, see glimpses of uh, uh, Vader's uh, anger and hatred, yeah. especially when he force chokes people. Yeah. But seeing it in the context of 
you are not getting away from me. Come mm. here with those <laughs> fucking plans. Like yeah. that was if if the if the um, um last act with the dog fighting and the scarif uh, fight mm. and everything, if that if that was the cream yeah, <laughs> the Vader hallway scene yeah. was the cherry on top. That's the cherry on top, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I I think it does two things in a way for the character. Is that a it gives you a picture of like this is J- Vader's job yeah. in a way. This is what he's been doing throughout the galaxy for the last twenty years since he became Darth Vader. He's, that's why he's the Emperor's enforcer. That's what they send him to places to do some you know some of the time yeah. you know, uh, and also it's. You know, when um, at the beginning of episode four, when the Tantive Four is captured and uh, the rebel soldiers are are lining up at the airlock, they look pretty scared. And then (laughs) now you have this kind of nice uh, background. You You can see why they're nervous. He killed like 12 of our friends they saw what happened yeah, yeah. so uh, it's it's great it's and great. that and that and that last scene with mm. the uh, vader standing on like ah. the the, um, yep. the undocked uh, like parties looking mm. and um unigniting yeah. his uh, lightsaber yep. just the the presence of him just yeah. standing there um really makes for a it's a great, great villain. I don't, I don't even mm. like. Of course, he's the villain. He's the villain. But in the original trilogy, Vader kind of has a, a little bit of. A, I don't want to say he has a sense of humor, but he has a sense. It's a little bit cheeky, maybe. But that, okay, so one of the lines he says that mm. really split people. Some people love it. Some people hate it. When he's talking to Krennic in his castle, yeah. he chokes Krennic and turns around and says. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, Director Krennic. A lot of people are like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just like cracking jokes now. Like, no, but, but I'm like, but he's always done that. Yeah. I didn't well, love the on, line, actually, when uh, I first saw it. But when you think about it, he's done. he does a lot of that stuff, actually. Yeah, on, on Cloud City, when they yep. open the, the banquet yeah. uh, room. And he's <laughs> like, I would be honored if you would join us. Yes. He's like, he... When Vader is calm and collected, mm. he he really feels like he has like everything under control. He's kind of feeling himself like, yeah. I'm, and good, I, and I'm pretty I kinda, good at my job. And I kind of feel like um, a lot of uh, um, super fans mm. uh, who, who read a lot of uh, uh, legends and uh, mm. uh, other comic books and, and stories, uh, we always see Vader being this very serious, mm. very angry, right. self-hatred, hatred for the yeah, emperor, yeah, yeah, yeah. hatred for himself, mm-hmm. for losing Padme. Um but I, I don't I don't think uh there has been like a good blend between super super angry sad mm. and super cringy dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh but we we got that a little bit in, in yeah. Rogue One. Do, do not choke on your aspirations <laughs> and then he goes berserk. Yeah. So I I I enjoyed that a lot. It Thumbs was up. it was really we needed that scene. We have needed that scene for years. Yes, especially since like um, there've there've been all these like parody or satire versions of Vader, yeah. in, you know, on Robot Chicken uh, or like Family Guy or whatever. Um, 
And I think, yeah, the, the character lost its menace a little bit. Yeah. This He's become an really, icon as well. Yeah, but this really reestablishes yeah. the danger of the character. All right, so um, I don't know how much you know about it, but um, there have been now four Disney Plus Star Wars series announced, if we include Ooh. The Mandalorian. So we've got The Mandalorian. Yeah. We have the Kenobi series. Yeah, really looking forward to the Kenobi series. It's going to be cool. There's a brand new one that's been announced, run by the showrunner of a Netflix show called Russian Doll. Mm-hmm. Um, it's That's a fantastic show, and I think that just based on the quality of that, I'm up for that, but we don't know any, mo- any more about it than that. Uh, but the other one is a Cassian Andor-focused yeah. uh, show. Uh, Cassian Andor and K2SO, who mm-hmm. we, we haven't mentioned yet, but he's a he's a hit, great character. So, what do you think now that you've seen um, all of Rogue One? Are you excited about uh, the Cassian Andor series, or what do you what do you what are your thoughts or expectations? Or I I felt uh, like I mean KTSO sold the show. Yeah, he did. I mean, I mean, not a bad moment with him. No, in the whole and movie. I and I really, really, really think that has a lot to do with Alan Tudyk. Like Alan Tudyk's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. Also, when you see um, Diego Luna and Ad- Alan Tudyk together, uh-huh. like when they're doing like convention appearances, they have a f- super fun time together. Yeah. So great. the chemistry is the between there between the actors, and you see the chemistry between the characters as well. Yeah, I, I felt um, with Cassiano a, a little bit of. Um, Lost potential, maybe, um, from him shooting his informant uh, in the back to then not sniping his target, uh, mm-hmm. that being uh, uh, Galen uh, Erso. Yeah. Um, like, uh, and and he and he says like I've 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 been like taking orders mm. from the rebellion since I was six, and I and I take that line as. I have done some really bad shit. Mm-hmm. I have sinned. I am yep. not a good person. Uh, and then he got uh, uh, kind of a uh, redemption there. Yes. But that, by by protecting a, um, Jin when they were climbing on the floppy disk t- tower thing. Yes. And then when he uh, shot uh, bad guy. Yeah. Krennic. Krennic. Mm. God, these names. We have also known as Mendo if you're an Aus- if you're Australian, but yes. <laughs> we uh, w- let's have a guy named Luke. What's next guy's name? Bosk. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, Star Wars naming so, is yeah. an arcane art. Yeah. Um, I like this redemption cool. a lot. Mm. Um, I felt like also seeing a darker side of the rebellion. So you like because. I've grown to like it now or accept it, but maybe even like it. But in the beginning, and by in the beginning, I mean my first seven viewings of the <laughs> movie, I never said, sat well with me. I felt like I, I'm all up for uh, you know sophisticated or nuanced storytelling, but that that's not what Star Wars is, especially if you're going to be in exactly that era. Star Wars was very clear, good guys, bad guys. Um, and I feel like when you see the rebellion in the original trilogy, they are depicted as good folks and people that you really want to root for. And that 
the rebellion in Rogue One are often pretty much as cranky as the Imperial officers that they're supposed to be fighting against. Now, I I think now I've seen the film enough times that I it, it, it does this nice thing of like, yeah, they, they're not in good shape. Yeah. They, they're kind of splintered. They're not united. Some people want to do this. Some people want to do that. And what it is is Luke's stunning victory yeah. at the Battle of Yavin that actually unites the Alliance. He is the new hope of yeah. the, the title of the movie. And that's what pushes the entire movement to be victorious in the end. So if you look at it in that way, where, um, yeah, they, they're not as likable as they are in the original trilogy. You know, yeah, maybe that's, in a way, the arc of the entire Alliance. I feel like um, uh, uh, the... Uh, the um Stuttering, <laughs> the um, oh my god! Can I can I stop <laughs> stuttering? Um, oh. <laughs> this like I have candles in this candle holder, but they're like they're right they're like right down at the end, which like heats up the metal, which creates this like weird toxic metal smell in the room. Ooh. But I also love the look of it. Yeah, it's just it's really, really cool. cool. Anyway. Being a rebellion, having the odds against you, being the good guys. They were in the original trilogy. They were uh, always good guys. You never yep. saw them do anything, even slightly questionable. Maybe enlisting the help of the natives on the forest moon who do not have advanced weaponry. I don't know, but but uh, in weird in, choice, bad, but not evil. In the Last Jedi, mm. we actually see a a. Um, a, dar- a darker side as well when they are uh, desperate, like really, yeah. really desperate. Sure. Um, uh, and Poe not agreeing with the with the like the the status quo. Mm. He, he really th- feels like you are you are not making the right decisions. You are mm. act you are actively doing things that will set us back. And and them fleeing the whole movie, and then we get to see. That uh, like, uh, more casualties than we've uh, ever seen. There were that's actually a brutal watch in in lots of ways when mm. the, when those transports are just getting like destroyed one by one. Yeah, um, and they can do nothing to stop it. Yeah. They can do nothing. They just have to hope enough of the rebellion mm. escapes, uh, and even and even when they manage to escape, they escape just to have another standoff again. Yeah. Um, which which I really think, um, damn! I like Kylo. After he, he Mito. After he after he uh, slinks um, Snoke, when he mm. when he basically decides, yep, I'm the bad guy. I am. Yeah. Not, I'm not the good guy. I'm the bad mm-hmm. guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill everyone. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but seeing seeing uh, the the rebellion in a different light mm. uh, was. Very refreshing in The Last Jedi and uh, very refreshing in Rogue One as well. So I, I, I quite like that, actually. Nicely said. All right. I think we're going to leave it there, but I'm sure we are going to see or hear Gabriel again before too long. Um, this has been really fun. Thanks for having me, Tom. I got to, like, I'm, I'm surprised again and again. Like, the last couple of months has been some of the most intensive... 
Star Wars watching and rewatching of my whole life, actually. Um, I've really just gone like... Because in general, I try not to overwatch the films because yeah. I want them to be fresh every time I watch them. Uh, but I've been really like watching and rewatching. You know, um, I did a f- complete saga rewatch leading up to the Last Jedi, and I just never stopped, kept going again. And it doesn't. Like, I, I'm still like tonight watching Rogue One. I was uh, totally absorbed again. You know, so uh, it's nice. All right. Gabriel, come back again soon. I will. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time on Star Wars Fun for Everyone, especially me. (laughs) 